Mike Douglas is Michigan's retirement coach. And I'm Heather Branch here with Mike talking about ways you can work now to better prepare for your financial future. LifePlanWealth.com is where you can go to begin your own conversation with Mike and his team about your retirement plan. Again, that's LifePlanWealth.com. Mike, I actually had a colleague recently asked me this. He said, if you, do you know who Ralph Nader is? When I say the name Ralph Nader, do you know who that is? And I looked at him. I was like, didn't he go into politics? <laughs> I don't exactly remember how his outspokenness transpired throughout his career. Mm-hmm. But it goes back a long way to a space that folks in this area probably know and relate to and, and understand very well because it was in the mid-60s that Mr. Nader wrote a book called Unsafe at Any Speed. And for so many folks in this area that have obviously worked in the car manufacturing business, you might know exactly where we're going with this. It was a condemnation of the auto industry saying that Detroit knew the problems with their cars, but they were not saying anything to anyone. And I think that the idea that the book went on to really change the auto industry, and this is when all the safety features that we now hold to standard really came to come to fruition for our vehicles. Mm-hmm. However, the conversation is flipping on to your industry there, good sir, and the idea of how many people believe that the same can be said about the financial industry. Many yeah. people believe they're going to be fine in retirement. However, the facts are that many financial plans will fail and many people are going to run out of money in retirement. So do you agree? Do you think that the financial industry is failing in this area? And how do you handle conversations with someone you see maybe headed for trouble? Yeah, I think that you're going to see a huge shift in the next five to 10 years. And it's a good shift. It's a shift that's been lagging. And without going too deep into the politics of it, there's been a long time where lobbyists and special just people were able to keep the government to leave financial people alone. Okay. And that's concerning because we are handling other people's money. Right. It's one thing if I say, I don't want the government to regulate how I spend my money. And I agree with that completely. Like the government should have no say in how I invest or spend my money. But if I'm handling someone else's money, I should be watched pretty closely for a host of reasons. And for years, financial services has become more and more salesy. And it's more about who owns your company at the top and how you're partnered. And even though I work for this firm, they're also merged or embedded or shared with this other company. And as a result, now we have these partnering funds and all this stuff. There's a lot of, I'm not going to say collusion, but a lot of, well, yeah, basically collusion that happens in high levels with big firms. And it's been allowed to go on for a long time. And this is not any one administration. This has been years. And so now there's major shifts, whether it's the DOL, Department of Labor coming through and really trying to tighten up some of these laws, best interest contracts. There's a lot of things that are shifting. And so you're going to see the days of just old salesmen being able to sling whatever product and whatever they're doing, they're shifting away from that. And that's a good thing because whenever you are being sold something, you can feel Mm -hmm. it. You know, and it's like uh, any good car salesman knows that it's their job to help you just, you know, pick out a color of the vehicle they already want, Mm -hmm. not try and sling you into some car that they didn't want. And so that's kind of where we're seeing the shift go over the next several years. You're going to watch as salesy people are either litigated out or competitively removed from the industry because 
they were passing laws right now. They just passed the one that says you cannot take someone's 401k and move it into something else without a lot of disclosure. Because for a long time, people could just take a 401k, rip it and throw out whatever product they wanted to. And so you're seeing a lot of these laws change in how money moves from place to place. And I think that's a good thing. Right. Uh, in the same way, you know, my wife and I kind of joke about seatbelts, going back to the original story mm-hmm. with Ralph Nader. Mm-hmm. Why does the government get to dictate how safe I keep myself in a vehicle? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting one because mm-hmm. it's who stands to get hurt by me not buckling up? Well, it's just me, mm-hmm. right? Like if I go head on into somebody else, the odds of me being unbuckled hurting them is very rare. Um, in theory, actually, I should drive safer if I'm unbuckled, but well. <laughs> in theory, <laughs> right? Yeah. But when you have these things, some regulation on other people's safety is good. And so you're going to see people, I, there's a friend of ours that I know that he got to start in the um, insurance industry 50 something years ago, 60 years ago. And he started by hitchhiking and he would get semi trucks to give him a ride and he'd sell him life insurance on the way. Holy, that is, whoa, that, he would, is, <laughs> that is a deep line of like work. Integrity. Oh man. Oh man. He was down in Tennessee and he's like, like a consummate, wonderful guy. He's a salesman of salesmen. He could teach classes and write books on it. But he literally would stand by the side of the road, hitchhike, get a semi-truck driver to pick him up and drop him wherever they were going. Hmm. He did not care. And he would sell him some term life insurance on the way. And then wherever they drop him off, he'd hitchhike his way back. And so it's pretty incredible. Um, And so if you think about that type of a mentality, that's like this gunslinger insurance salesman mentality that's been around for a long time. Again, I'm not anti-insurance. I actually really like life insurance. I like life insurance products. But it's the concept of just... Hey, do you have 20 bucks? Uh, there's that Friends episode where um, Penn Gillette is selling uh, encyclopedias. And yep. he, he comes up to Joey's apartment and Joey's like, I'm here in the middle of the day sitting on lawn furniture. Why do you yep. think I have any money? Yep. And he finds 20 bucks in his pants pocket. Uh-huh. And he goes, all right, well, then I'll just sell you the letter V of the encyclopedia set. Uh-huh. It's like never miss a chance to make a sale, uh-huh. right? Like he's like, I'm selling encyclopedias, but if you got 20 bucks, I can sell you one book. Uh-huh. That's the way insurance people and, and financial people have operated for a long time, where they just say, hey, what do you have? Great. Let me sling you into something just so I can make a quick commission. Whether it's selling a class A mutual fund or anything else, it's sales driven and it's not best interest driven. So this shift in the industry is good. Okay. It's going to require planning. The reason people feel like they're going to fail or to even the point you made earlier, the reason plans are failing mm-hmm. is because it's not a plan. It's a product. People are saying, I need insurance. Okay, let me sell you insurance. Hold on. Like, how does it fit in the overall portfolio? And so good planning will work over time. Product sales will fail over time. Well, I would also argue it's also a lack of education in the way of a lot of people think I have a 401k, therefore I have a retirement plan. Would right. you Would you not agree with that? Well, that's like saying I have a basketball, so I'm going to win a game. Right. But that's um, how people feel. Is it not what you see oh, very yeah. often? Oh, yeah. They come in and because we tell people, bring in your tax plan, bring in your financial retirement plan, and they literally bring in their accounts. Mm-hmm. And the, yes, it is what you've been investing in, mm-hmm. but execution is everything. Yep. So when you go to take money out, you know, there's these three phases of life we go through with financially. Mm-hmm. We start out with accumulation, and that's just chucking money in the pot and letting it grow. Mm-hmm. And that's important because it gets you to a place where you can live off of it. But when it comes to retirement, you go into the phases of preservation and distribution. Preservation, meaning I don't want to lose everything in the market because now I'm living off of it. And distribution saying, when I take money from these accounts, 
What are the tax ramifications? What are the longevity ramifications? If I make decisions today, how does it affect me 20 years from now? Do I pay cash for the car? Do I finance the car? Do I pay cash for the RV? Do I finance the RV? We always say you want to have long-term vision to make your short-term decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's a key thing. If we don't have a plan and if we're not looking 25, 30 years out, how do we know the effect of today's decision? Well, we don't. And so we're just hoping. And then a lot of times, if you just make the decisions without planning, there's no way of going back. You can't go back in time and unpay for something you paid cash for, right, you know? Right. And so that's the challenge of having these conversations is making sure that you know the questions to ask because it's like anything else. I, I don't know how to fix my car. I don't know how to fix stuff around my house. And so when a mechanic, uh, when I take my car to the mechanic or I bring a contractor over, they're like, how do you not know to look for this stuff? And I'm like, how do you know to look for these things? I don't know, you know? And it's just the, not the world I live in. And finance is the same way for a lot of people. They don't know the questions to ask. Right. We tell people all the time, let's have these conversations and ask you the questions that you don't even know are going to be problems down the road. We have these. And the, when people come in, they oftentimes they come to our website. It's lifeplanwealth.com. Yeah. And there's a button right there in the middle. that says, start your retirement roadmap today. And the reason it says that is because when you get in the car to drive somewhere, you know where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But we don't know the pitfalls, the hazards, the construction, the traffic jams, all the things that are looming out there. You think about when you open Waze or Google Maps, it gives you yes. like the four different routes to take and it'll point out with the different why you want maybe want to consider that route over the other. It's kind of that, yeah. that, that same thought process. Do you pay tolls? Do you drive on dirt roads? Do you want to avoid construction? Uh-huh. Do you want, you know, what do you want? Yeah. And what it does is it creates this custom map for you that says, hey, you know where you want to go and you know where you are and we will make sure you get there as safe as possible. Okay, well, let's talk about then the difference between the work that you and your team do versus what some of these other financial firms that you were first speaking about, I think, when you were talking about people that are having to answer to you know the powers that be, the upper offices, if you will, because that's really the driving force behind being an independent certified financial planner and retirement planner and being able to not have to take orders from some sort of person upstairs <laughs> yeah. and that the big firm, you know, that, that so many people are accustomed to dealing with. No and, quotas. Right, yeah. Exactly. But also the difference that that is and therefore the approach that you take when talking to folks and helping them avoid the troubled routes ahead. Yeah. My mentor years ago told me, you want to operate your business on the rule of family reunions. Hmm. And I didn't understand what that meant. And he says, when you go to a family reunion and not like a a monthly get together, when you go to like the big every couple year reunion and there's cousins, aunts, uncles, everybody you haven't seen for years, there are people that you are so excited to see. There's also people who you do not want to see. There's people you just say, that cousin's always annoyed me. And maybe you don't. Maybe you live in this blissful family. But a lot of families have this where, ah, I just, you know, if that guy doesn't talk to me, I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and and you want your client relationships, again, because it's not a transaction. When you, when you have these relationships and these planning strategies, mm-hmm. you want it to be the good family reunion story where people come in for their review quarterly, semi-annually, annually, whenever they come in. Mm-hmm. And you want them to say, hey, I'm looking forward to seeing Mike. I'm looking forward to seeing Brian or the team because... It's a fun meeting. It's people who, yeah, we've been working with them for years and Mm -hmm. they've done what they said they were going to do and they have my best interest in mind. And so we love people who love us. 
We love people who, whenever we see them, we go, no, they've done me right, or they've always treated me with respect, or they've always educated me well, things like that. That's a good relationship. And so if you use the rule of family reunions, we always want to be the good cousin or the good uncle, Mm -hmm. who, uh, not the one who maybe is all party and all fun, you know, but at the same time, someone who you know is going to give you the experience you want. Or I was just thinking about, you were talking about some of these people that are just hawking you a product. Isn't every family reunion, isn't there some, there's always that one family member that's got this great idea. They're, they're onto the next new, and every time you see them, they're onto the next new best thing and they want to tell you all about it. And you were like, Oh, please don't get me cornered. No. Whenever we go places, (laughs) as bad as this sounds, whenever we go places, camping trips, anywhere, people are always like, what do you do? And the right answer is I help people live a successful and happy retirement, yep. right? Like that's the right answer. Yep. Uh-huh. But most of the time my answer is, oh, I work in an investment firm because that is enough to keep most people away. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they're like, oh, that's right. confusing. I don't I, I hate the stock market, sure. whatever. And they stay away because, yeah. you know, I'm camping. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out to eat. I'm you're on not, the beach, you know, trying to get into a whole conversation about their, no. their 401k. Right, right, right. And then, it, and then it always comes back to, so two years ago, I bought this Bitcoin and I'm like, no, okay, I can't yeah. do this with you right now. Like yeah. I just, I'm here with my kids, right, I've got you know, children. <laughs> yeah, I just want to relax at this thing. And so you have those and you have those people in your family who always come along. Hey, I was thinking about starting at this business. I think it's great. I think entrepreneurialism is incredible and, and we need more of it. Yeah. And I think you should do that. I just don't think I want to spend my vacation talking about it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and you have those, but you know, that's at the end of the day, we just want to know that we're loved and taken care of and that those who we're meeting with and that we're seeing aren't selling us, but they're planning with us and building strategies that are specific for our family. That's all we really want in life. We have this one client specifically I'm thinking of. He, when he retired, he moved to Northern Michigan. Mm -hmm. And when he moved up there, it's now Northern Michigan, uh, for anybody who's listening or watching that, that doesn't know what Northern Michigan is like, it's beautiful in the summertime. It's green, it's lush, it's beautiful. The water's clear. It's wonderful. And it's where you want to be. And he became a client in the middle of the summer when he lived down in Southern Michigan. And whenever he and I talk, whenever we catch up, it's a matter of the same conversations. I want to go into the details of his plan and he wants to tell me about the life he's living. <laughs> and so I remember specifically a couple of years ago, I said, Hey Al, it's time to come back down to Southern Michigan. Uh, it's June. It's time for your review. And he goes, Mike, I'm not leaving the Northern parts of Michigan in the summertime when it's the most beautiful. I'll come down in January, but I'm not coming down in June because his whole goal was to live this retirement life. And I remember yeah. before he retired, we sat down with him and his wife over several meetings and just kind of really had to crunch some numbers and and build a plan that made sense because he walked in and thought I was going to say, make 6% and you'll be fine. But based on some really specific goals they had, we had to do a lot of planning, a lot of work. And if I had just said, you want 6%, let me sell you a 6% portfolio and we'll see you later, uh-huh. it would have been disastrous because he retired right before a major pullback in 2018. Got it. But as a result of us not just taking that stock answer of, oh, you're aggressive and you want to make 6%, let's do it. We really dug into the why and what he wanted life to look like. Well, it turns out that travel wasn't a big part of his lifestyle because he built his dream house in northern Michigan. So as a result, we weren't worried about the travel element. Mm-hmm. It was more about just this lifestyle of living on the water, laying back and you know drinking his coffee in the morning. That's the whole thing for him. Yeah, yeah. So building the plan that made sense for that, and then the market immediately crashed three different times in 2018, 
And yet all through it, he just was, you know, cooking along, living his retirement life. So when we do our reviews with him, it is like that family reunion where, you know, I'm saying, hey, let's talk about your plan. And he goes, yeah, it sounds good. I was on the boat yesterday. I caught this fish. I did that, you know, and and that's what retirement's supposed to be. It's the living out. It's the life in the years, not the amount of years. And he's living that out. He's doing all the things he wanted to do. And when we sit down and do our review, the plan is what makes it so that all the things come true. Having that full plan, it's so much more than just having money in the bank. It is about having a plan to create the income streams. It is about having a plan to create added protection in cases of big market pullbacks like Mike was just describing. And this is the point of the work that we do here at Life Plan Financial. And you can begin your own conversation with Mike and the team. Just visit us, lifeplanwealth.com and begin your own conversation, building your own retirement roadmap. Again, it's lifeplanwealth.com. Thanks for listening to Michigan's Retirement Coach with Mike Douglas. To learn more, visit lifeplanwealth.com. Michael Douglas is an investment advisor representative of Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Douglas is licensed in your state, please call 517-323-7526. Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael B. Douglas, NP. PN number 9650939.